14. Work Glorifies God There is always the danger that we may just do the work for the sake of the work. This is where the respect and the love and the devotion come in, that we do it to God, to Christ, and that's why we try to do it as beautifully as possible. Mother Teresa During my senior year of high school, I participated in a work-study program designed for students interested in careers in business. The prerequisites for the program included courses in accounting, economics, and typing. I began my school day early, which permitted a half-day work schedule with a major accounting firm. The program afforded three principal benefits. First, I received early career exposure and mentorship. The professionals I worked with taught me business concepts and professional etiquette. Second, I developed beneficial work habits and routines. I was required to develop personal discipline to balance a full course load and a 20-hour work week. This experience proved invaluable during my transition to young adulthood. The third benefit was the income I earned. I made enough money to cover my discretionary expenses, which eased the financial load on my parents. I even saved up enough money to purchase a used car. The overall experience improved my financial acumen and boosted my self-esteem. My work-study opportunity coincided with a fresh career start for my mother, whose faith and determination serve as a constant source of inspiration. Though a promising student, she dropped out of high school. She resumed her education later in life, receiving her bachelor and master's degrees. These stepping stones enabled her to pursue her lifelong calling to the field of social services. As fate would have it, both mother and son were embarking on new work experiences. She worked for a social services agency that focused on serving disadvantaged children. The children she served were often neglected. The physical and emotional abuse many endured was inconceivable. Her office was located in a crime-ridden neighborhood in the inner city. My father worked an evening shift, so it was my responsibility to pick my mother up from work. I looked forward to our one-on-one -on -one time following our respective workdays. During our drive home one evening, I asked my mother about her career choice. Her clients were wards of the court. Their custody was entrusted to welfare agencies, including the agency where she was employed. This resulted in transient living situations. Despite Herculean efforts by agency staff, many clients failed to overcome their debilitating circumstances. Her agency was beset by resource constraints and funding shortfalls. This impacted the level and consistency of service clients received. The crime in the surrounding areas of her office was on the rise. Several staff members were, in fact, victims of offenses. From my perspective, this was a very difficult way to earn a living. Son, she replied, most of the young people I serve are abused or neglected. They often feel as if their lives don't matter and no one cares about them. Their lives do matter. They matter to God and they matter to me. Unsurprisingly, my mother's faith served as the basis of her commitment. She referenced a passage of scripture that encourages people to give their whole heart to their work, serving others as if they are serving God. The obstacles my clients face and the job itself can be overwhelming at times. Yet I know that my work is a blessing from the Lord. 
her clarity of calling provided meaningfulness in her work. The alignment of her vocation and her life's purpose enabled her to find joy in the midst of difficult circumstances. To God be the glory. I pursued my career in finance with the tenacity and determination instilled by my parents. I naturally desired to excel in my vocation and purposefully went about mastering competencies related to my field. By common measures, I achieved early career success. This included frequent promotions, greater responsibility, and increased pay. I received favorable recognition from customers, colleagues, and supervisors. It was as if light was being shined on my abilities and accomplishments. While these accolades boosted my self-image, the puzzle remained incomplete. There was a light missing. This light is revealed when our work intersects with our purpose. I reflected on the lessons my mother taught in word and deed. Her sense of purpose and fulfillment was not gained through self-interest. We are taught that success and happiness come as a result of our individual accomplishments being recognized. But it turns out lasting joy comes from shining reflected light. She selflessly sought to glorify God in her work, finding success and joy in the process. The abiding sense of joy I sought required less of me. Likewise, the abiding sense of joy you seek requires less of you. Something glorious and divine exists inside of each of us. Our work provides a means of letting our light shine in a way in which others can see it. God is glorified through our work when we demonstrate clarity of purpose, maturity of character, and excellence of achievement. Not only does our work speak, but our world is also made better. We instinctively know when God is glorified through our work because it coincides with achievements when we think of ourselves less. I recall volunteering at a Feed My Starving Children packing event where our task was to assemble meal packages for distribution to disadvantaged people around the world. The most memorable part of the day was when the organizers reported our results. The totals were reported in terms of the number of children that would be fed as a result of the day's work. When our totals were read, I sensed God was glorified. Similarly, I recall another work experience during my time as a proprietor of a small retail business. We were struggling financially and needed a major turnaround by year end to stay in business. We executed a novel transaction that allowed us to remain in business. This preserved the jobs of those we employed as well as the services we provided to the community. I sensed God was glorified by our commitment to serve our employees and customers. This type of glory only comes when we focus on doing good as opposed to looking good. You have heard the adage, actions speak louder than words. Glorify is a verb or action word. We must put it into practice by means of a three-dimensional application. The first dimension is to honor God by demonstrating a high regard for every aspect of our work. 
What more appropriate way to honor God than by the nature and level of our commitment to work? The second dimension is to thank God for our opportunity to work. The ability to pursue meaningful work is a blessing. There is, in truth, a unique kind of joy we only find in our work. We tangibly show our appreciation by serving humanity through our work. Work provides the means to pay our gratitude forward. The third dimension involves morality and high ethical standards. We must infuse our values into our work. Work done the right way reflects the ideals and likeness of God. These three dimensions speak to our posture, presentation, and perfection. Be glorified. Posture. Glorifying God entails showing reverence for work. This is practically accomplished by maintaining the proper posture. The posture I am referring to relates to your mental position as opposed to your physical position. Your posture is indicative of the regard you have for your work. I offer three perspective ways you can demonstrate reverence for your work. The first demonstration of reverence is punctuality. This means being on time for work and completing assignments in a timely fashion. While punctuality is admittedly more of a value in Western business contexts, using your time well exhibits reverence for your work in a broader sense. The second demonstration of reverence is dependability. Your work ethic should be beyond reproach. Endeavor to be fair in all of your dealings and trustworthy with respect to your commitments. The third demonstration of reverence is integrity. You must always give your full effort regardless of the assignment. The nature of the worker, not the nature of the assignment, renders the work honorable. When you posture yourself in this manner, God is glorified through your work. Presentation Glorifying God entails showing gratitude for the opportunity to work. You accomplish this practically by presenting yourself in the proper manner. Your talent, ability, and even your life are God-given gifts. Think of these as gifts you can give to others. Offering your God-given gifts in service of others is the first demonstration of gratitude. Your life is a gift that continually gives. Seasoning your words with grace is the second demonstration of gratitude. Be winsome in your communications and use your words to affirm co-workers, customers, and vendors. Thank you is a simple yet effective way to show gratitude. The third demonstration is being generous with your time, talent, and treasure. Your talent can be applied to your primary vocation as well as volunteer opportunities. The money you earn can also be used to support good causes. When you present yourself in a manner that expresses appreciation, God is glorified through your work. Perfection Glorifying God entails modeling excellence in the workplace. This is practically accomplished by perfecting your craft. 
Glorifying God requires you to hold yourself to the highest professional and ethical standards. With respect to your occupation, your objective is to excel at whatever you do. Therefore, the first demonstration of excellence is to exceed the expectations of the beneficiaries of your work. Exceeding the expectations of your customers, co-workers, and employer produces a living example. The second demonstration of excellence relates to perfecting your character. Treating others with care and respect models mature behavior. Being transparent and humble in your dealings enables others to see your perfecting process. It helps others pursue excellence of character. The final demonstration of excellence involves exerting positive influence on the work environment. By bringing about improvements in productivity, policies, or procedures, you can positively impact the workplace. Perfecting your work in these ways glorifies God. It is important to note that this extends beyond individual practice. Increasingly, organizations are putting more emphasis on corporate social responsibility. Glorifying God extends to the entities to which we devote our time and talent. This is reflected by emphasizing ethical behavior in the workplace, which includes offering all workers fair compensation and protecting workers from harassment. It extends to our engagement in the communities in which we do business. It is not simply relegated to how we treat customers, but also how we treat the poor and marginalized. It is reflected by committing to sustaining practices that preserve natural resources and protect the environment. Our work in the earth resounds to the heavens when we serve the common good. The Beautiful Ones Agnes Boyajou was born in the Republic of Macedonia. During her adolescent years, she began to pursue a religious life, including pilgrimages to the shrine to pray. She was influenced by stories about the lives of missionaries. At the age of 18, she left her family and homeland to join a convent in Ireland. There she would learn English and afterwards spent nearly two decades serving at a convent in India. While serving at the convent, her attention was constantly drawn to the impoverished people of Calcutta. After 17 years of teaching at the convent school, she felt a fresh vocational calling. She said she heard a voice from God calling on her to serve the poorest of the poor. Her new mission would be to serve the poor while living among them. She knew this was the vocation for which she was called from her youth. Upon taking her vows to become a nun, she chose the name Teresa in honor of the patron saint of missionaries. This was especially fitting given what was revealed with regard to the next chapter of her work life. She displayed an extraordinary commitment to the hungry, crippled, and destitute. Her unique calling to serve those who are ordinarily shunned by society has inspired millions. The world came to know Agnes as Saint Teresa of Calcutta, and more commonly, Mother Teresa. Few people experienced the clarity of vocational calling Mother Teresa exhibited. Far fewer would sacrifice all of their time, talent, and substance for little in the form of material gain. However, this small woman from Albania adopted a land foreign to her and went about serving the poorest members of society.
When Mother Teresa began her work, she had no funding and no source of income. She literally took a leap of faith and had to beg for food and supplies. She intimately experienced the life circumstances of those she served. Despite the personal challenges, she was wholly committed to her work. She subsequently founded the Missionaries of Charity, an organization that grew to over 4,000 missionaries who managed orphanages, hospices, shelters, and schools. Mother Teresa was very wise. She understood individuals with the noblest intentions failed to find fulfillment in work and life. She thus encouraged people to discover the calling within their vocational calling. Mother Teresa's testimony serves as a guidepost as we seek to discover joy in our work. One of the most instructive insights I find from her example is we must not stop short in our search or discovery process. Finding work well aligned with our interests and abilities is beneficial. That alone will not unlock our full potential and reveal our deepest joy. There is always the danger that we may just do the work for the sake of the work, Mother Teresa warned. In my vocational pursuits, I have experienced the dangers that cause us to miss the calling within our calling. Prideful ambition and selfish gain are always near as we pursue success in our work. Mother Teresa rightly encourages us to seek the greater purpose of our work. I have found the greater purpose is always greater than my personal ambition and far greater than my limited imagination. The greater purpose always positively impacts others and makes the work more meaningful. This leads to Mother Teresa's encouragement that we glorify God through our work. This is where the respect and the love and the devotion come in, that we do it to God, to Christ. And that's why we try to do it as beautifully as possible. When we commit our work to God, it is a beautiful sight for the world to see. Mother Teresa's words echo the counsel I received from my mother as I have explored my vocational interests. Their examples combine to teach us an essential lesson. When you discover the calling within the calling, your life's work glorifies God. Mothers are the beautiful ones who shine like the North Star. They help us find clarity of purpose in our work and in our lives. These two mothers and countless others are shining examples of what it means to find the calling within the calling. My mother's story is still being written. While working full-time, my parents co-founded a church in the inner city. Though she has retired from her social services occupation, she is very actively working. For nearly 25 years, my parents have served their congregation and local community. Their workdays don't have discernible boundaries. They serve when, where, and as they are able and needed. What I find most remarkable about the work they do is that they have never accepted a salary. They view their work in accordance with a greater purpose and they have a joy money can't provide. I better understand my mother's commitment to glorify God through her work. My parents are shining examples for others. They are beautiful ones.
I offer a final word of encouragement as it concerns your vocational calling? The examples I've cited are indeed examples. You and I can similarly serve as examples, discovering joy in work in the process. Moreover, God's grace is fully available to us all. If we look closely, we see the manifestation of grace in our personal journeys. The ability to experience joy in your work is not a function of the work you do. Your joy comes as a result of the application of the principles we have explored. When you find joy in your work, you will be energized because you derive deeper fulfillment from it. The meaningfulness causes you to feel you are the right person for the job. In other words, it feels like a good fit for who you are. It aligns with your values and comes naturally to you. The greatest attainment of joy comes from the alignment of your work with your ability, values, and calling. Whatever your task, big or small, be the right person for the job and commit your work to God. When you adopt this attitude toward your vocation, you are truly doing God's work. The best of who you are can be revealed through your work, and the best of who God is can be revealed through you. And the world will see you, too, are one of the beautiful ones. Chapter 14 Reflections Work Glorifies God Key Insights Honor God by demonstrating a high regard for every aspect of your work. This requires clarity of purpose, maturity of character, and excellence of achievement. The ability to pursue meaningful work is a blessing. Your work provides the opportunity to show your appreciation and the means to pay your gratitude forward. Infuse your values, morality, and high ethical standards into your work. Qualities such as punctuality, consistency, diligence, and reliability demonstrate reverence for your work. Offer your God-given gifts in service of others, being generous with your time, talent, and treasure. Treating others with care and respect allows you to exert positive influence on your work environment and to serve as a living example. When you discover the calling within the calling, your life's work glorifies God.